Welcome to Last Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is a fantastic and wonderful and super awesome Mr. Kyle Franz. Kyle, how are we doing today? Doing well, buddy. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. Ready? We got a lot to get. We got a lot to talk about today. Yes, we do. So we are going through, so we did a top free agents list before July 1st. So we are going to check in on those guys and see how they're doing. So... There is 41 of them all together, so we're going to be pretty fast with these guys. We're not going to get super in-depth with every single one, and we're going to go through alphabetically. I'll tell you who the player is, whose ranking was what, and then where each of us said they were going to sign and where they ended up signing. So kick it off, we have Frederick Anderson, who stayed in Carolina. Kyle had picked nowhere because he wasn't in his top 32. I had picked him heading into Ottawa, and then I had him at 19 in my rankings. So, uh, and I'm missing him. Where? There it is. Okay. So, he signs a, what was that, a two-year contract? Yeah, two-year contract to stay at 3.4 a year. He's currently hurt with blood clots, and yeah, it's not been good. Six. He only, he's only played six games so far, and it seems like he's out for the rest of the year. It's kind of the impression I got. That's what it sounds. I mean, I, I, we don't really know. I haven't heard anything since the day they put him on IR, and well, I guess we'll wait and see. It's not really much to talk about. It was the right signing for Carolina, I think, mm-hmm. and he's the right goalie for that team. Unfortunately, he's hurt right now, and well, blood clots, so he's not. He's just out. So we'll wait and see. But unfortunately for Carolina, I think that was the right contract. I think it was a good contract, and yeah, just stinks. I think they're missing him right now. Yeah, big time. It's a shame because, I mean, the 894 doesn't look good, but it was only six games, and they had some stuff to figure out. I think if he's still playing, that's much higher, and I think that they're, Carolina's not in the place that they are right now. Again, it was a good signing. I agree. I think he this was the place for him to stay. I just didn't th- – I thought Carolina was going to do something different, but they didn't, and which I think, looking back, may have plagued them. Um, maybe they should have done something different. Unfortunately, you can't, you just can't predict stuff like this, so – Hopefully he gets back in the net and, you know, if they figure out what's going on with his, his blood clots and, and they move on. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, next up on our list is Ivan Barbashev. So, he was number three on Kyle's ranking. He was number two on mine. Kyle picked any team for him. <laughs> I forgot I did that. Yep. Because you, your words were, I'm pretty sure, where every single team could use an Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. Which I still completely agree with. And I, I did at the time. I still completely agree with. So, here we are. Yeah. I did have I did have him going back to Vegas because I have that here. It was Vegas, Pittsburgh, and any other team <laughs> was how I worded it. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, and Pittsburgh could certainly use somebody. I mean, again, everybody could use them, but... Especially a Pittsburgh could definitely be, yeah. especially right now. Yeah, I mean, he was such a big part of that cup run last year. And even this year, like, they, we were just talking before we hit record how much they've they've been struggling, Vegas. But he uh, he's definitely, he's going to get them out of that slump. He's one of those guys that it's not really the points he puts up. He's just his impact on the ice. He's the type of player you're going to turn to it at times like this to get you out of this little slump. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a big part of this team, and he will be for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five more years, five million dollars. Great so, contract. Oh yeah, it sucks. It really hurts losing Riley Smith. But if I had to pick one, I'm taking Barbashev all day long. Yeah, unfortunately for Smith, it's just how it works mm-hmm. at this point of his career. They're going to put up similar numbers. I think. I think offensively, Smith definitely has a higher upside. 
but impact on the ice barbershop is definitely a lot more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good on him. 19, 19 points in 38 games. I also had him staying in Vegas, which I never got around to, but yeah, I think he's a good fit. And I do. I agree. I think he's going to be the person that gets him out of this slump. And, and I am, the only thing I'm surprised by is he only has 23 penalty minutes. Jeez. Yeah. That's lower than I'd expect. Yeah. Just cause he's, right. you know, He's always in the mix. He's always, you know, in front and doing stuff. And so normally those players end up with more because, you know, they get coincidentals or whatever and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, he doesn't seem to get in like the like skirmishes as much. It's more like whistle to whistle. He's just a pain to play against. <laughs> yeah, he is. Which, who, oh, well, Gudis could tell you all about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the best reverse hit. I, I guess it was a reverse. It wasn't really a reverse check, but like. Biggest hit I've ever seen from a guy taking the hit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't really a reverse hit because I, I mean, Gudis checked him, but then just and like he just Barbershop got the be- better part of him, yeah. and it wasn't one of those where Barbershop leaned before Gudis thought he was going to. He just was like, "I don't care how big you are, I'm gonna stand you up." Yeah. Yep. <sighs> That's why he's important to this team. That's right. So. Next up is Tyler Bertuzzi. So he was number four on Kyle's ranking. He was number six on mine. Both of us had him staying in Boston, but he ended up, for some dumb reason, deciding to sign in Toronto. So he signs a one-year contract of $5.5 million, which I think both of us were surprised by the the one-year part. I don't think either of us foresaw that happening, but here we are, and he's got 14 points in 34 games. So... I don't think he's been doing what they thought he was going to do. I don't think this team has been doing what this team thought they were going to do. So it's kind of hard to put it on one person. But I also am like 16, 16 penalty minutes, 34 games is like you. They brought him in to be sandpaper. And and to me, there's a significant lack of penalty minutes for that sandpaper-ish. Now, looking at his career penalty minutes, he isn't somebody that puts up a ton of penalty minutes. But... It's just one of those things where, I don't know, he had, if you're not producing on the scoreboard, you need to be doing other things, which unfortunately sometimes means fighting or you know, being getting roughing, roughing minors and stuff like that. And Yeah, I haven't been too impressed by his time in Toronto, but I guess thankfully for them, it's only a one-year contract, but I was expecting a lot more from him moving out of, I mean, last year he was so important to Boston and was their best player in that playoff series for sure. And it doesn't look like he's going to be playing playoff hockey this year. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it, yeah, even so, it the way he's playing right now, it's it's hard to watch. I mean, I watched a couple of their games here recently, and he's just he's just out there. He's just kind of like coasting around. He's perfect for the Toronto Maple Leafs forward group. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know. We talked about it earlier in the year about his uh, will to want to play that extra work like the extra mm-hmm. work and it's interesting he's one of those guys that i'm gonna look at if this is how his career is gonna be at the end of his career i'm just gonna go what if mm-hmm. what if you had that mindset mm-hmm. to want to push to be that player because i just don't see it in him mm-hmm. not right now maybe maybe after this year i mean by signing that one-year deal i think he pushed himself away from a long-term deal i don't think next offseason he's getting much more than a two or three-year deal Mm-mm. Even if he gets that, I'd be surprised. The only thing he's got on them is that series. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that series against Florida last year, who where he was their best player, he played very good. Um, yeah, it's not it. 
it's not looking good for him. He's not looking like he fits there. And for Toronto's sake, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's not doing enough. He's got to be a lot more gritty. He's got to want to just want to get involved more in the front of the net stuff. Like he's just six goals is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's just not good, no. especially with who he's playing with. Mm-hmm. If the mm-hmm. numbers were good and and the play was what I'm watching, I'd be like, okay, well at least you're putting them the numbers. It's mm-hmm. still not good enough to me because you're not putting Toronto at the next step that they should be at. But six goals and eight assists in 34 games, ugh. Yeah, you're doing your your impact on the team as a fourth line winger right now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me. I'll keep it short because we got to keep moving. But he did not appear last year when he was in Boston that the work was a problem for him. Why is it that he gets to Toronto and all of a sudden it's like that part of his game, which I feel like has always been there, is gone. And so that's what makes me. And that's where like I know, I know, I know, I rip on Toronto all the time. I get it, but. It begs a question about the culture there, right? Like- well, yeah, that's for sure. And there was definitely times in Detroit where I remember people questioning that. Like, is that work ethic there for 82 games? Which, when he went to Boston, he proved, like, no, it is there. Like, mm-hmm. he can. This is the guy we expect to see. Um, yeah, he's... It's I don't know I don't know I it 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 is the culture I don't think there's any question about that I mean we've talked about that how many times mm-hmm. I I think the definitely the culture of the Maple Leafs is just players like that players like Domi have come in which we'll get to eventually but like it just it's not good Mm-mm. no last thing I'll say is at one point he was being outscored by Danton Heinen who signed a PTO to get back to Boston he's not currently he's got three more points than him but he's also played seven more games so. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I think not it good was, enough. It was like nine more games, wasn't it? Uh, thirty-four to. Oh, I thought for Jersey was thirty-six. I'm sorry. Oh, maybe it was. I uh, I thought it was thirty-four, but uh, it's fine. I trust you, but I don't know. Thirty-four. Okay, it was thirty-four. So, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Next up is Connor Brown. So he was number sixteen on Kyle's list. He was not on my list. Um, sorry, Kyle had him going to Washington, staying in Washington. And then I, I didn't have a team for him. And he ended up signing in Edmonton. And this may be... I mean, it's hard because he's making very little money. Well, cap hit-wise, <laughs> he's making 3.225 in signing bonuses. but Or, yeah, performance bonuses, which I guess he's not going to hit any of them. So I guess it really doesn't matter. But this could be one of the worst signings of the offseason. Yeah, this was Kyle's biggest. on the list for sure yeah i mean i just had high hopes for him coming out of ottawa he was he was a good player in ottawa and he signed in washington i was really excited about that because i just thought he'd be a great fit there and he only got to play four games that year and got hurt and had season ending surgery and then i was excited for him to go back there and then he decided to go to that place up in edmonton (laughs) who everyone succeeds when they go to I just don't think that was the fit. Um, I really wish he would have stayed in Washington. I, I just, I also, the other two teams that I mentioned were the Islanders or the Senators. I think he would have fit perfect with those teams. And mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be doing much better. And I think his production would, I think he'd fit those teams and help them a lot more than he's helping Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, 
Yeah, for the sake of not ripping into Edmonton too much. I mean, three three points in 27 games for a guy who's consistently 30 points. Mm-hmm. That's about what he he consistently averages. It's just not enough, especially when, I mean, if you look at it and it's okay, you're. I don't know where who where he's playing now, but I know they brought him in to play on McDavid's wing. Right. I know he started there. Okay, how long does it take you to... Now, I know, obviously, McDavid had a rough start to the season, for sure. And it may have cost him uh, a couple things, really. A couple trophies, but not that it really matters. But uh, anyway, it's yeah, just I mean, one of those was, things. Was that really on McDavid as much as... like? Because we all know, me and you know more than anyone, it's more than one person. For sure. As much as, as good as he is and how many points he puts up, it's still the other four guys in the ice that open up the space for him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Brown just... He looks terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... He knows. This is the offseason of juniors is not the NHL. Yeah, exactly. This is not the NHL. Connor Connor Brown and, and McDavid played together in Erie. And, yeah, it was great there. I mean, Connor Brown put up 128 points in 68 games his last year of juniors because he was playing on McDavid's wing. We see it with Jonathan Duran and McKinnon. I mean, Duran's been a little bit better i mean he's been better than this he hasn't been amazing but the whole junior connection does not mean anything at the nhl level it really doesn't and i think this offseason has proven that yeah i mean especially seven eight years later mm-hmm. well i guess 10 years later for them yeah yeah it would have been 13 they're all, 14 they're oh, all yeah. different players by then yep absolutely all right we'll keep on moving here so next up is michael bunting so kyle had him at 14 i had him at 27 Kyle had him going to Chicago. I had him going to the Rangers, and he ended up in Carolina. So, why don't you give me a little bit about what you think Bunting's doing? <laughs> uh, disappointing. Mm. Um, I, I just thought he needed to get out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. I really did. It's not the worst. It's not the worst stats you could put up. But Carolina, they're in, they were in need of a scorer. We talk about that in the off season. Me and you weren't as high as most people are of. They need a goal scorer, mm-hmm. or they're not going to win. I'm still, I still don't believe that's true because their problem this year hasn't really been fully putting the puck in the net. It's more of keeping it out of their net. Um, but I, 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 I had a feeling he was going to hit 25 to 30 this year, and it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I thought he found a good fit there. I still like I had him going to Chicago. Chicago went a different route to help. I thought he'd be like a good fit with mm-hmm. Bedard. Um, no pressure, go out and play. I, I just Toronto was way too much for him. He put up some points up there, but he is struggling in Carolina. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was a plus twenty seven and plus twenty one for Toronto and is a minus nine on Carolina, it's kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's got twenty five goal or twenty five points in thirty six games, which isn't horrible, but it's the eight goals part. Yeah, they brought him in to score goals, and he has not done that—not consistently enough, and not effectively enough to be what they brought him in to be. Now, I mean, he's not on a super expensive contract; he's on three years at four point five, which isn't horrible, but it's just one of those things where you expect that you are getting more than what you're getting from him right now. Now, Carolina as a whole, down to every single player, pretty much has all is, is all they're not doing what they should be doing right so it's i don't want to put it completely on him but at the same rate sort this out yeah you need to sort this out and hopefully for his case it's one of those situations where he will mm-hmm. like it's early 
for him, like for a new player going to an organization, it's still like he's still fresh. He's 36 games, 34 games, whatever it was in the Carolina. Like he's, it's still early for him mm-hmm. on a three-year deal. Like mm-hmm. this is very early. So if he finishes the year strong, goes into next year, has a has that 25-30 goal next year, next year, this contract's going to look much better. But currently, right now, I just don't. It's it hasn't worked so far like mm-hmm. I expected it to. Yeah, he needs to hit 20 goals this year. Otherwise, it's not it, it's not going to work. Yeah, so, which which is realistic mm-hmm. for sure. Because yeah, we're I mean we're not he's not half well. Yeah, we're almost halfway through, and he only has eight goals, so yeah, it's about twelve about there. Yeah, get twelve more goals. Yeah, which isn't terribly hard, but yeah, yeah, I did not realize somehow did not know that he played for Arizona. I I just saw that when you were going through the list there. I did not realize, and he played a decent amount of games that one year, not like a crazy amount, yeah. but twenty one. Yeah, I I don't know how I missed that, but I had no idea. Yeah, what crazier things have happened, and this is a real. No, okay. He guess I guess he just signed with Toronto. I thought he was. I I thought I knew he was drafted there, but I didn't realize he like. I thought it was the. Uh, he just didn't sign his mm-hmm. entry level deal, and then ended up in Toronto because that's where he's from. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know he played at all. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Learn something new every day. It's seriously you ain't kidding. All right. So next up is Connor Clifton. So. He was not on Kyle's list, Kyle's ranking, which is kind of funny because he was from in Boston. But he was twenty eight on mine, so Kyle didn't have anywhere he was picking. I had him signing in Pittsburgh, and he ended up signing in Buffalo. So he signed a two a three year three point three 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 million dollar contract, and yeah, hasn't not helped that defensive core like I thought he would. Yep, I thought he was going to be that sandpaper on the back end that would help with some things. And while he's not massive, he's he's that gritty type of player. He plays massive. And yet it's just been like every time I watch them play, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't do that. No. And it I mean there's a lot of Buffalo Sabres that are do, that are playing like that right now, to be fair. But I just did not see him looking like this. And it's kind of hard to watch sometimes where you're watching him make mistakes and I'm like how did you survive in Boston for as long as you did with those the co- different coaches that they've had? Because he played under at least two, right? Yeah, he was with Cassidy and and uh, Montgomery for a year. Yeah, I wasn't sure if when when did Cassidy get there? Seven, sixteen, seventeen, I believe. Okay, yeah. See, I'm that's all fuzzy, so I wasn't sure if who was before. Call Julian. Call oh, Julian. That's right. That I'm yeah. Like, I can't it think it might have even been 15 16. Okay. It was a, it was a mid-season firing. Okay. That's why I'm kind of fuzzy on exactly when it was. I think it was 16 17. Okay. 17 18 they went to the cup 18 19. So, yeah, I think he was there 2 years before they went. Okay. Could be wrong. It might be 3 years. It, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But anyway. He played with he came into the team with Cassidy. Yeah. Which is yeah. So again, just like surprising to me that He's making decisions he's making, but he's similar, you know, Buffalo. I I can't remember. He's not on my list, but I don't remember if he was on yours, but Eric Johnson also signed in Buffalo Mm -hmm. and they were supposed to be the, you know, Mm -hmm. the veterans that come in and help the uh, younger defensemen just be depth guys and help them learn what it takes to be a pro and everything. And yeah, it hasn't, hasn't been great for him. 
I'm not, I don't look at statistics for him because he's not a point getter, Mm-mm. but um, he, he just hasn't looked comfortable there at all. Mm-mm. So yeah, we'll see. I, I, I wish the best for him because he does play the game. I, I love watching. He mm-hmm. plays a, for how small he's not small, small, but he's mm-hmm. not a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays such a big and heavy game. I wish he'd get that physicality back because that just hasn't been there. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys I cheer for, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for context, he's 5'11", 175. Yeah. So for NHL standards, that is small, especially yeah. for a defenseman. But yeah, hasn't worked out so far, but that doesn't mean it won't. He's got it. Two more years of the, on this contract, so you know he's got some time to figure some stuff out. But it's yeah, I think it's kind of just the way that the Sabers are looking right now. It's just kind of the way it is. It, it's unfortunate for a player like that. You can't really fully judge his game because his impact on the team is it's big. Like because mm-hmm. like people like me and you who watch the game like in depth know mm-hmm. what how important those players are. But unfortunately, players like that, whatever the team is doing, is how you base their performance because it's mm-hmm. like they're not going to be the ones that put you on a five game win streak, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that are going to keep the five game win streak going. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to really fully, you know, it's hard to fully judge his full game there because the whole team has been struggling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see. He's got some time left to change that. Yeah. Buffalo has got some other things to figure out too. So I yep. can't put it all on him, but moving on next up is JT Comfer. So Kyle had him at number seven. I had him at number five. Both of us had him signing in Columbus. <sighs> I thought I was going to sneeze. Fake sneeze. Uh, apparently, it's gonna, at some point, it's just going to happen. So I apologize now because it's going to happen. He ended up signing in Detroit. So he signs a five-year, $5.1 million contract in Detroit. And he's currently sitting at 23 points in 32 games. That me and you both scratched our heads at this a little bit, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Not the fit, not the player that go in there. It, it was the amount, mm-hmm. and it's not even like he didn't earn that. Like if he signed that in Columbus, I would have like, I could have seen that happening a little bit more. I just, I don't know. We both said our opinion on free agency day with Detroit is I just don't know why you're spending all this money right now. He's doing what I kind of expected him to do in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst numbers. It's not great numbers. It's just kind of where I thought he would be. Um, yeah, I mean, I Detroit, I could go on. That's they're got to be one of our deep dives coming up here soon because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Detroit's in trouble, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. And guys like Comfort just they're not doing what they were expecting them to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that. I mean, 23 points in 32 games isn't horrible, but it's more of why is Detroit spending this money here yeah. when you just signed Comp? Sorry, you just signed Cop. My yeah. bad. Not mixing the two names together. <laughs> why? Like, you just brought in Andrew Cop. Why are you bringing in G.C. Comfort, who realistically are very similar players, right. to fill the same role, and then you're pushing Jonathan Berger in out of your lineup or Michael Rasmussen out of your lineup? I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're doing. It's not this, we have this big need and, you know, and we're, okay, you block somebody because that's not quite ready for it. Okay, I'm I'm fully with that. I don't understand what they're doing. So, and unfortunately, Arjun has made a couple of those signings to me that I'm, I just don't fully understand. But nothing against a player. I mean, you go where the money's at, right? And they offered it to him. 
but yeah i mean it depends what you're really looking for out of it like i feel like he was a good fit in colorado he should like you take the deal colorado can give you at that time and make it work because i just think that was his best fit Mm -hmm. i I don't know and the other teams i had that when we did this was minnesota or anaheim Mm. i could have seen anaheim give this deal which they gave to someone else that we'll get to eventually but Mm -hmm. um i i just I don't know. I didn't see the fit in Detroit as much as I guess Iserman saw it, but hey, once again, he's another one of those cases where 32 games into it, mm-hmm. or for him, uh, maybe he can fix it, but right now it's it's another one of those I just don't think is looking too good, and we'll see. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll just move on. There's more that I could say, but we don't have enough time for yeah. that. We'll, so. we'll hit that in the deep dive. Yeah, for sure. So next up is Max Domi. So we already alluded to this a little bit. So he was 13 on Kyle's ranking. He was 14 on mine. Both of us had him staying in Dallas, and instead he signs in Toronto. So I think we all kind of knew at some point this was going to happen with his dad's tie there. We just he, he had to play in Toronto at some point, right? No. I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have signed here, but <laughs> he did. One no, year, three million dollars. It's just funny because everybody's like, oh, you know, Ty was so good here and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, they're different players too, yeah. though. And it would have been much better for Domi's career if he hadn't signed in Toronto. Because yep. this has not been pretty either. No. So both of the, well, all, I don't, did Toronto make a signing this offseason that looks good right now? I mean, I don't. I mean, you have Domi, Bertuzzi, Klingberg, which we'll get to. Reeves. Reeves isn't even on our list, but we've talked about enough. And Mark Jones. I guess, thank God, they signed him, right? Because they don't have another goalie. I don't know if it'd be better to just have one of your minor leaguers play because Jones has looked awful. I'm pretty sure that they should call Elliot to come play (laughs) because he's a silver goalie. Elliot is a, he's a great goalie. He is our goalie for NHL hits. <laughs> no, that's Joey. For mine. Oh, for, for yours. Mine. Oh, yeah. yours. I put him in that for us. Sorry, uh, Joey. I forgot to tell you. Shout out. Your NHL hits 2002 Glass Bones goalie. You're, you're definitely the smallest guy on the rink. It's uh, funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think if, if they sign anybody else this all season. I mean, they, they brought in David Camp, or they brought back David Camp, which we'll get to a little bit later, but. I mean, I don't think anybody else they signed. So, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that they signed Martin Jones because their other goalie is Dennis Hildeby. I have no idea who that is. So, yeah. I mean, he's 6'7". That's something. He's got a 919 save percentage in 15 games with the Marlies. I guess that's cool. But, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I... Going back to Domi, we'll try to stay on course, which we never do. I just, I didn't see the fit. I, didn't, I don't understand. I, I'm glad. I mean, Dallas made out again. Like, they, they were smart about it. They're like, you want to leave? You want to get a, more money or whatever? Toronto, I'm assuming Toronto was offering them a little bit more than what Dallas gave, was willing to give them. But he fit well there. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, Dallas is fine. They signed Matt Duchesne with the money they would have signed Max Domi, so I think they're pretty happy with that decision. But mm-hmm. I I don't know. 
I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I didn't like the fit then. It's not working. Mm-mm. He's not doing anything really. I mean, 21 points in 34 games sounds great. Uh, 18 assists with those 21 points. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's not good. Yep. If it was, if the goals were flipped, I think it'd be, it'd be okay. But I mean, cause obviously 18 goals in 34 games is very helpful, but three goals in 34 games is just not cutting it. It's just not. I mean, it literally. Tristan Jari scored before he did this year. Yeah, that's just unacceptable if for for him for his style of play. But I also think we're getting to the question mark of is Max Domi an NHL player? I mean, realistically, this is nine. Sorry, seven teams in nine seasons. Yeah. No, I I want to say yes because the impact he gave the Dallas last mm-hmm. year was great. I mean, he was great for mm-hmm. them, especially in that playoff run. If they didn't get him, I don't know if they get through that Seattle series. Mm-hmm. Not the points. Not that they were terrible. Mm-hmm. Three goals in tennises. Ironically, three goals in the playoffs last year. <laughs> uh, but it was more just his play. It was mm-hmm. his impact on the ice. He was mm-hmm. making plays. He was opening it up. He was causing mayhem on the forecheck. He was he was just he was a good player for them. Mm-hmm. He fit. That was his fit. That's where I I look at guys like that and I'm like, you went yeah. to all these teams. You went to a team that was willing to sign you, and you decided to go to Toronto because Daddy played there. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. But I also think does it beg the question of your, what you asked? Did he see what it takes to compete in an organization and with a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations? And go, eh, I don't know that I want to work this hard every game, game in, game out. Could be. Could but, be. And I don't know. I don't. I mean, again, Domi doesn't seem like that type of guy. But I, we don't know him. We don't yeah. see what happens. Like from a fan's perspective. To me, I don't really see that side to his game, but at the same rate, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, because it seems like what, like what's it matter? Okay, you get to play. Like to me, you're in an organization that once you bring you back, that's very likely going to be in the Stanley Cup final this year. Why? Okay, if you're going to sign a one year contract, why wouldn't you sign a one year contract to stay in Dallas? Like who cares about the money? That's you can make money next year all season. Who cares? Why wouldn't you be going for this? Especially because yeah, you've played for so many teams, you have a fit here. Why not stay? Yeah. But so many players I don't understand do this. And so it's not just Domi. It's, I mean, obviously we've talked about a couple of people that have done that. But it, it's just so confusing to me. If it works, why Why yeah. leave? You know, I mean, Corpus Hollow should have signed in, in uh, L.A. Yeah. He just should have. Yeah. It's not been good in Ottawa, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. You're somewhere that that works. Why leave? Grass is always greener on the other side, I guess, is the saying that they always say. Yeah, which but, is so not. The grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. Water the grass. Yep. Same. All right. Moving on. Next up is another work ethic heavy person, Matt Dumba, <laughs> at 29. Boom. Roasted. At 21, 29 on Kyle's list and 10 on mine. Kyle had him signing in Pittsburgh. I had him signing in Winnipeg, and he ends up signing in Arizona. So I have to say, I look back on this list and go, what the heck was I thinking? Why in the world did I have Dumba at 10? I, when I, I listened to, in preparation for this, I re-listened to this episode, and you were like, ah, I don't know that, like, I don't have Dumba that high. He's, you know, he's one of the more overrated players in the league. I 100% agree with you on that. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. And I think this year is kind of proving that because he's been so mediocre in Arizona. And I mean, thankfully he's on a one-year contract at $3.9 million. Like it's really not a big deal, but 
he's so overrated. Like, just so overrated. He's got five points in 34 games. <sighs> he's just nowhere to be found when you watch him either. He's just, I don't know. I, this was his chance yep. on a team that me and you, when he signed that deal in Arizona, because it took a little bit, mm-hmm. he went pretty long. He was one of the last players to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, uh, like, when he signed there, I remember saying, like, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Dumba fan, but mm-hmm. I like the fit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to get a chance to prove that he is a top four defenseman. And, yeah, he's not playing like it. Now, once again, points aren't everything. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things when you watch the game, though, it's like he's not he's not making an impact. He's not the guy that, like, you hear his name. Like, oh, Dumba with a big hit. Dumba clears the crease. Dumba made the nice back check by Dumba. Nice, you know, two-on-one. Nice stop by Dumba. You don't hear that. Mm-hmm. He just, he's just out there. You know what I notice him is when I'm watching the highlights and they're getting scored against. Yeah, it's often him. Yeah, not every single time, but often. And yeah, not clearing the, not clearing the front of the net, and not tying players up when he should. Yeah, and not playing defense, getting walked. So and- you can do that when Jonas Brodeen's your partner or Jared Spurgeon's your partner. You can't do that when you don't have that. Mm-mm. Which it's making more and more and more sense why Minnesota was like, yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll I mean, okay. I I felt pretty confident about that with Minnesota, mm-hmm. and if I remember right, one of the reasons you did have them a little bit higher was because the the defensemen available on July first weren't great. Mm-mm. Like he should be his talent, yeah, should be the best defenseman on the in this class, but he's not really even close. Mm-mm. Nope. We'll leave it at that and move on. So, next up is Brian Dumoulin. So, exact point in case here. So, Kyle has him at 10. I have him as not available. Pretty much should have just put him there and then taken taken tumble off. But, anyway. So, Kyle has him signing in Minnesota. I didn't have a team for him. And he ended up signing in Seattle. So, yeah. I like that fit a lot. I, I wish he would have went to Minnesota. I feel like they ended up making that deal for Bogosian, which mm-hmm. is a good deal. It's a good player to bring in. He's not as good as Dumoulin, but uh, no, I like Dumoulin's. I like that signing for them. They were losing Carson Soucy, and I thought that was a good replacement. Mm-hmm. Me and you both talked about when this happened, how I wish Pittsburgh would have just made this happen mm-hmm. instead of sign, signing Ryan Graves, which we'll get to here soon. Um, but because... Once again, he's one of those players that he fit there. You knew it worked. Mm-hmm. He brought you two Stanley Cups, was a big part of those two Stanley Cups. Um, and, yeah, it is what it is. He left there, and yesterday in the Winter Classic, he gave a he gave a nice uh, nice feeding to Jack Eichel right up the middle, unfortunately. But he doesn't do that often. I mean, DeCord made the save on the breakaway, but he's a good player. He's a very good defenseman. Uh, stats don't matter for him. He has two goals and four assists, but that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, has he fit perfect in Seattle? I wouldn't say perfect quite yet, but again, he's a Connor Clifton type of defenseman where you go, I'm not going to really judge it fully. Seattle's starting to kind of make a turn here. They're starting to play a lot better, and Dublin's going to be a big part of that. So once they start playing better, his 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 uh, showmanship on the ice will definitely, you'll notice him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like he's also somebody that you really 
you're never going to notice him because he's just he makes a lot of really smart plays. Right. And he's very important in the playoffs. So once Seattle gets there is what's important because that's when he'll showcase why he's valuable to this team. And on a two-year, $3.15 million contract, he's going to bring a very good value at that price tag. Absolutely. Especially next year if the cap does go up by $5 million. His cap or this this contract will look really good. Yep. So good on him. I mean, I think it was a good fit, and especially because it's cheap, it's short. He kind of can try Seattle, see if Seattle's a fit for him, and then maybe he ends up back in Pittsburgh. Who knows? But yeah, I I do like this fit. I do like the player. I think he's a good player, and I do not know how I missed him. But anyway, here we <laughs> are. So next up, we have Oliver Ekman Larson which only made the list because Kyle is generous. And he is number 32 on Kyle's ranking. He's not on mine. Kyle had him signing in Boston, which I had agreed with, which I don't have a team for him because I didn't have him in my top 32. But he ended up signing in Florida. Well, yeah, I kind of remember I put him on this list specifically because of the Boston impact. I I thought he... That's why he was 32. It was just like, at that point, there's so many players you can pick. I just chose him. Yep. Um, when he was in Arizona, there was a lot of rumors going around that, that he was going to Boston. Um, and then he ended up getting that big deal to Vancouver, which, for Boston's sake, worked out. Um, <laughs> I don't think he would have. I think he'd be a much different player if he ended up in Boston. I, it would be interesting, which is one of the reasons I was excited, because I I saw the Kevin Shattenkirk deal, which is, I remember I remember saying on that episode, that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. One year, one million dollars. Mm-hmm. To me, Oliver Ekman Larson's worth that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Florida end up giving him? One one year at two point two five. That was the problem. Yep. That's where I just I didn't get it for Florida. Um, but hey, so you can't really question much with Florida right now. They're playing very good hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of injuries going into the season with Montour out, with Ekblad out, and a guy like Ekman Larson stepped in. And has he been amazing? Has he been great? No, but. Hey, I'll give it to him. To me, so far, he's been worth that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, for like I said, for Florida's sake, I'm not going to question much with them. It's working. They're playing really good hockey right now, and I did not have high hopes for Florida whatsoever. So they are having a good season, and see if it'll continue. But as of now, for a guy like Ekman Larson, too, about seven goals, eleven assists, and thirty six games, it's pretty good. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure he has the same amount of goals as Bertuzzi and Tommy combined. He has more. I thought it was three and four. I think it was three and three. Domi was definitely three because that was fresh. I just saw it. Huh. Go ahead and make your assessment. I'll look it up. That's funny. That's just it, he's on pace for 16 goals this year, which has a defenseman's pretty good, especially now. I I completely agree. The money was too much, but. If he ends this this, se- this season with forty something points and has fifteen goals, props to them. They got a steal at that contract, which I just didn't see. But <laughs> somehow, somehow he works in Florida. I didn't like it. I don't. I I thought quite frankly his career was over. His NHL career was over. I thought he was headed home. He's gonna go play overseas for a little bit and then retire. I think he's, he's getting to a 1,000 games at this point because he's going to get another contract after this year. He's playing well enough that he'll get a couple more. But I just, yeah, I didn't see the fit. No, no, I didn't either. But, hey, good for them, good for him. And, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we were wrong. Bertuzzi has six goals himself. Six goals, okay. But it doesn't matter. Ekman okay. Larson's outscoring Bertuzzi. That's not. 
man. What was six goals, eight uh, eight assists, fourteen points, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yep. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. All right. Next up, we have Lars Eller, who was twenty two on Kyle's list, twenty three on mine. He was picked for Seattle by Kyle and Columbus by me. He ended up signing in Pittsburgh. So, which I really like this. I I thought this was going to be a really really good signing for Pittsburgh. They got him at two years at two point four five. I I liked it. I he was the type of player that they they're missing, and I thought he was going to come in and really help. And it hasn't been pretty so far. I mean, eleven points in thirty five games is fine, but it's the defensive aspect that I. I it seems I haven't watched a ton of Pittsburgh games this year, mostly because I can't stand them, but mostly because Shane's one of their fans, so I just can't, can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, I have something else up right now. Uh, Boom, roasted. That's just for you, Shane. Love you. No, I just I just haven't watched many of their games, but the handful of games I've watched, he's just kind of he doesn't look like himself, and I don't know if I mean he's not old but he's 34 is his age catching up to him maybe i don't know it just like he just doesn't look right and i don't know maybe he just doesn't fit in sullivan's system but i really like the signing when it happened and now i'm like i don't know this kind of doesn't work I, you know it's one of those things that we we did talk about a lot in the off season, especially when pittsburgh signed all these players their whole bottom six brand new mm-hmm. i think it would have been more efficient to have at least two of the guys from last year, you have six guys on the bottom six that have to learn this brand new system all together. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to ask for. So I'm not really going to jump on any of these guys quite yet because like a lot of people are blaming the depth again. As a general manager, I think you made the right decision mm-hmm. by doing what he did. But at the same time, you got to show a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. It's going to take these guys a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. There's not like It's not like Lars Eller signs and he joins – two wingers that have been here and now you're going to jump in with them. And then you come to the bench and just be like, okay, I'm here. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And they can point you in the right direction. They're like, Oh, I don't know. I'm still learning it myself. <laughs> like here, let's do this. And they try to, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's a lot to ask for a brand new bottom six. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him a little break. Uh, he's the type of player. When you do look at the stats, it's more of when did he score those goals? Mm. That's for sure. He had, he, pretty much won them the game the other night. He had a two-goal game. That's what you expect from your depth, to just mm-hmm. come through. Maybe your big boys, aren't they don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's when these guys need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's the type of player Lars Eller is, and we'll see. Uh, right now, I would give that signing a solid C+, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes from here on out. I think if Pittsburgh's going to make a comeback and make the playoffs, that's when you see this guy come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. They have a tough road ahead of them because that division is tight. Yes. Tight. We'll see what happens. So next up is Nick Felino. So Kyle had him at 23. I had him at 32. Kyle picked him going back or staying in Boston. I had him coming to Philly. And he ended up going to Chicago. So, which I absolutely love. I think this was the best thing that Chicago could have ever done, especially now with everything that's happened this year with lo- between losing Hall and then the whole Perry shenanigans and him not being on the team anymore. And You need guys like this in your locker room for your 18-year-olds, your 19-year-olds. And I I know that it's the whole, oh, Bedard, 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 Bedard. Sure. But we can't sleep on Alex Lasik, 
and Kevin Korczynski are also there. Mm-hmm. They're also teenagers. Or, sorry, I think Alex Vlasic's in his 20s, but young 20s. Like he's, they're very yep. young players. Yep. You need guys like this there. You need guys who he's come out and said, oh, I'm willing to stay back and have dinner with Bedard and with the kids who can't drink instead of going to the bar and drinking with the guys. Yeah. You need that type of leadership from somebody who's been in the league a very long time, has worked his butt off to get where he's at, is in the locker room, or is in the training room, like he's working out, he's doing all that thing. These are the guys you need in your locker room. So I really got to give Davidson props on this one because he this was a very, very, very important move that I don't know that we'll ever fully see how much of an impact this had because we'll never know what it would, what it would have been if Bedard didn't have him his rookie season. And quite frankly, I cannot imagine they're not going to re-sign him. I think unless he says, I don't want to be here again, I think they're going to be trying to get him to sign a three- or four-year contract. Because I think they want to bring him. I think they want to keep him in that locker room as long as humanly possible. Yeah, I, I just kind of agree with everything you just said. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. He's a perfect fit there, and yeah, I I love him there. Uh, he also didn't make it to July first. You got to remember that he got mm-hmm. traded there and then signed before mm-hmm. the free agency. So it's one of those things. I kind of. It would have been interesting to see if he got to July 1st where he would have ended up because mm-hmm. I think he would have probably ended up on more of a contending team mm-hmm. than this role. But I think once he got mm-hmm. traded there and Chicago told him what they're expecting from him, he was like, all right, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that would be, I think the only thing that would be, then that might be the tie up for him is he's 36. How many more years does he have? He doesn't have a cup yet. Yeah. He may say, I'm sorry. I really want to go win a cup. So mm-hmm. I, I can't sign more than a one-year contract, or I can't re-sign with you guys. I, it, and that may be the agreement. Come be here for six months, eight months, whatever it is. We'll trade you at the deadline. We'll trade you to a contender. And because and here's my thing. I feel like if you're somebody who wants to be on a contending team, you should sign with the bottom feeders and then with the handshake agreement of you're trading me to a contender at the deadline because that guarantees you you're getting to a, a contender versus you sign in Pittsburgh thinking that they're a contender and they may miss playoffs. Yeah. You sign with Detroit, they may miss playoffs. Tampa may miss playoffs. Like th- <laughs> Yeah. It's a crazy world we live in, but to me that's the only way to guarantee the fact that you're getting to the get yeah. to a contender. Tampa was a team I had on my list for him because I thought that'd be a good fit yep. if he was well, if he would have signed with a contender, it would have been half the cap it. Oh, for sure. So Yeah. Yeah, he's making way too much money for what he does. But Chicago has a half space. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got a yeah. one-year, four million dollar contract. Good on him. Definitely has that value on that team. Oh, for sure. So, and he's—I mean, he's not like he's not producing. He's got seventeen points in thirty-six games. Yeah, that's good for him. That's right, yeah, like pretty fresh. much on his his career pace. Mm-hmm. Fresh up the middle, eight goals, nine assists too. Yep, it's not you know one goal, sixteen assists. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference there. Yeah, yeah, he's got more goals than Bertuzzi. Well, yeah, uh, Bertuzzi, I thought Bertuzzi had eight, six. Six. That's right. So yeah, more. I'm just making this worse and worse and worse. But we'll move on. But it is good to see. I mean, it seems like we've been negative, 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 and it is nice to see that people do make some good decisions. Now, again, he wasn't a July first signing, so we'll see. But anyway, yeah. Next up is Shane Gostisbehere. So Kyle had him at 18. I had him at 25. Kyle had him signing in Seattle. I had him signing in Boston, and he ended up in Detroit. So, yeah, why don't you kick us off with this one? 
All right, then. Again, he's doing okay. I mean, he's doing what I would expect him to do. Mm -hmm. I, I just, again, I just didn't see a fit. I still don't see the fit. He does fine. He does what he does. He puts up points. He's going to help your power play. Not really. Your second power. I don't know. I didn't think he was in need in Detroit. Is another. It's just another one of those examples. I don't. I just didn't get it. I. I don't know. I could go on and on with Detroit, like we said earlier, but mm -hmm. I just I don't understand it. But it is what it is. I don't like the fit there. Like I don't. I think he he's playing okay. He's putting up numbers, but I just don't think that's where he should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't like it here. I like him as a player. I think he's he can contribute to a team. I also don't think four point one million dollars is, or is I think four point one one two five is too much for him. Yeah, he's on a one year contract, but I was expecting something similar to what Ekman Larson got, one year two point five, two point two, two you know two point six something like that. Especially because I thought he was signing in Boston, and I think I, I think he would be an upgrade on Shattenkirk. Like I think okay. Shattenkirk's been great, but I think Ghost there would be even better. Like yeah. he's. So he because that defensive core doesn't have someone like him, but they have the opposite of him that can let him be him, and he's not playing with Andrew McDonald. He's playing with Derek Forbert, or he's playing with Brandon Carlo. Yeah, how good for him would that be playing with guys like that? But which is why I don't. I mean, I don't know who he's currently playing with. I mean, I guess Sherratt would be decent, but again, I mean, I think Sherratt is a poor man's version of Forbert. Yeah. Like and Forbert's playing on Boston's third line, right. or third pairing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I just I don't know. I one of the teams I had on my list when we did this was the Kings. I still think mm. with yeah. them losing Sean Dursey, that would have been like a good replacement there. Yeah. Um, I would kind of wish that's where a, a route he would have went. But again, Detroit threw out a lot of money, mm -hmm. and L.A. couldn't have afforded that. Boston mm -hmm. couldn't have afforded what he got. And he chose to go there, mm -hmm. and maybe I guess he looked at it, here's a chance to make some money. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what Detroit's going to do with him because it was only a one year deal. Again, that still just doesn't make sense to me either. Because if you're signing a guy like this, he would think he would went for two or three year. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what Detroit's doing. That's I think <laughs> that's what that's one of the things we were talking about when this contract is like. Why did uh, why did he? go there on a one-year deal or why did they sign him on a one-year deal didn't mm -hmm. make any sense so i don't yeah. know strange strange things are afoot at the circle k but anyway so next up is ryan graves so kyle had him at 12 i had him at eight kyle had him signing in buffalo i had him signing in buffalo and instead he signed in pittsburgh and we kind of already alluded to it so I'll let you finish your thought on that because you started that one yeah, uh, I wish Buffalo would have been a good fit. Uh, we kind of talked about him when we were talking about Jersey. It was on here, right? I, I don't remember. We were talking about Jersey at some point. I can't remember if it was on this show. or. I think that was last episode. Yeah. Anyway, we were kind of talking about Jersey and how well of a, how mm -hmm. good of a fit he was there. And he left to come to Pittsburgh and got a good deal. Uh, same with, you know, Pittsburgh let Dumoulin walk, and then he signs it two times three and – change whatever it was mm -hmm. and then they signed graves to a six times four and a half i it, i didn't hate the signing when it happened i can't be hypocritical i was like okay like I, it's a nice player to add 
you know, and then they eventually did the Carlson trade. So I was like, okay, that's a good fit. Hasn't worked so far. Mm-mm. He just has not looked comfortable there. He hasn't looked like the Ryan Graves that he built in Colorado and then completely became an all-around great defenseman in Jersey. Um, Jersey misses him. Pittsburgh misses Dumoulin. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo could use him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the only thing for me is his left shot. That I think that's the part that kept him from Buffalo. Yeah, I agree with I that. I really think because they have they have Darlene, they have Matias uh, Samuelson, they have um, power, they have Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Where does he fit? You don't want five top six defensemen with a left shot. It makes just sense. doesn't work. Yeah, that makes sense. But at the same rate, I do like that fit much more. And hit the fit in Pittsburgh has not been there yet. But we'll see. This Pittsburgh team has some stuff to figure out, and hopefully he gets you know back to his comfortable self. Because I did. I, I was like, okay, they signed a defensive guy. They finally did what I've been saying for years. They need a defensive guy. They signed a defensive guy. They would have been better to sign Dumoulin. I'm not sure why that didn't happen. If Dumoulin may have said, nah, I don't want to be here anymore, I don't know. Because to me, you give gave more money and more term to a different guy. Why wouldn't you keep the guy you already know you have and you know exactly what you have in? But he's a little bit older than Graves. I mean, it's not like terrible older, but yeah. So I I don't, it hasn't worked out as well as I thought it would, but it's not over yet. There's a lot of time left and this Pittsburgh team has some, a lot of kinks that they need to get through. So we'll leave it at that. Yep. Next up, we have at 27 for Kyle, and not on my list, ironically, is Garnett Hathaway. So Kyle had him signing in Chicago. I didn't have anywhere for him because he wasn't on my list, and he signs in Philly. Yeah, I kind of remember saying that I thought Chicago was a fit for the same reason of um, what Felino went there for, mm-hmm. ended up there. Uh, then he ends up signing in Philly, which I was very surprised with on agency day mm-hmm. um great fit absolutely love the fit i he's been great he's been a very big reason of why the flyers are where they are mm-hmm. again not a numbers guy mm-hmm. but watch a flyers game and you will notice this guy on the ice it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to watch it was a great fit um him and delorier are very annoying to play <laughs> against i'm sure so yeah uh, that's worked out great for Philly so far, and I think it's going to continue working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I It's funny, when he was in Washington, I forget which one, one of the playoff series I was watching him, and I was just like, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much. He's such a pain in the butt, and he's such a, you know, whatever. And now I'm watching him play for my team, and I'm like, he's Philly hockey, man. He's so Philly hockey. And we're finally seeing Philly hockey again. You know, we're seeing these tough guys coming in, and, and playing very tough hockey. And we're seeing every single time somebody's in front within three feet of our goalie, they're getting cross-checked. Yep. And it's like, okay, you know, sometimes unnecessary. But for the most part, there's a there's a price to be paid to go near the goal. Yeah, in Philadelphia. Respect it. Yeah. So, great contract. I mean, he's, he's two years, 2.375. Not much. Like, that's a really good contract. For him, and I think he produces, he provides way more than that. But I love it. I love him in Philly. I think he's really important to the team, and he works hard. He's a very good asset to have. And if 
I mean, I thought they would be trading him at the deadline, but now it's looking like they were going to be in the playoffs, which is crazy. But either way, definitely did not see this coming, but I'm very happy it happened. Yeah, for sure. I, lo- I love it. I, and it's definitely one of those things like we talk about the identity and culture. Mm-hmm. He's Philadelphia culture. He's Philadelphia identity. And guys like Breer and Jonesy, they, they recognize that and said, saw an opportunity to get a guy like this. So mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, so next up, we have Eric Hall. So Hall was number 26 on Kyle's list, and he was 17 on mine. Both of us had him, him re-signing in Jersey, and he re-signed in Jersey. So shocking. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of these, these guys on this team, but I do. I think you said it when we were talking about it originally, about it makes the trade for Zacco look a little bit easier to digest with him coming back for three more years, and I agree. And while this year has been a freaking nightmare for Jersey, I don't think he's, I mean, he's on pace for his 40 points. Yeah. Like, has been doing what he's, he has been his whole career practically. So I like the contract. I think he's making good money. I mean, three years at 3.1 is, it's not, ton, it's not a ton of money. You know, it, it's a good fit. Obviously, he's been there. They know what they have in him, and it's a good fit. So yeah. I like it. Yeah, when they when they signed it, I think we kind of mentioned too. Then like, it's kind of a to justify the trade with Boston for Zaka straight up. I think both players fit very well together there, and like Zaka's played amazing in Boston. Unfortunately for him, in Jersey, it just wasn't it just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think Jersey, when they signed that, was like, okay, like he helped us. Uh, unfortunately, offensively, production, it's not the same as Zaka's doing. Um, but I, I do. I, I like I like the fit in Jersey. He's doing what you expect them to do. So we'll see We'll see how it keeps going for Jersey. Unfortunately for them, they're not playing well, but Hala's doing what Hala should do. Hala. Mm-hmm. Hala. Oh. Next up is Aiden Hill. So Kyle had him at 30, and he was the only goalie on Kyle's list because Kyle hates goalies, mm. all of them. Yep. <laughs> um, I never played it, so I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I had him at number seven. Kyle had him signing in Carolina. I had him signing in with the Devils, and he re-signed in Vegas. So You know, yeah. what's, you know what's really sad is I kind of remember – sitting there when we were doing this and I snuck them on my list while we were doing it because I realized I did not have a goalie on my list. Uh, I think you may have admitted that. I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure you said something about about throwing him on last minute. But <laughs> yeah, he got a two-year contract of $4.9 million to stay in Vegas. I think it was a good contract. I like his fit in Vegas. And I mean, 15 games played, 1.93 goals against, 0.933 save percentage. They miss him. They miss him right now. He is yep. currently hurt, and they've been on a skid since he's been hurt. I don't know. Explain it. That's just how it works, I guess, sometimes. I didn't think he'd be as important to this team as he is, uh, but he was incredible in that playoff run. To me, even if he was playing terrible right now, he earned that that contract mm-hmm. just for bringing them a cup. And one thing I love about this deal, unlike your favorite goalie in the planet, Jordan Bennington, he signed a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Sign a two year deal. Mm-hmm. Prove it. If yep. you can go out for these next two years, maybe bring us another cup, put us in some deep playoff runs, have a 900 save percentage for the next couple of years, 
we'll give you a good deal. Mm-hmm. He's still young enough to earn himself a solid six-year deal. So, yeah, I think for him, I, I like that. Because he'd be 29 when that's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I like it a lot, too. I mean, that was the best fourth-round pick acquisition, I think, ever, quite frankly. Could be. So. Yeah. I'd have to really go back and look, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I don't think so. You're probably right. It doesn't matter. He won a cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he won them that cup. Like mm-hmm. he, without them, they don't win that cup. Mm-mm. If Logan so. Thompson was in the net, and I like Logan Thompson, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be a good goalie. But he's still he's still grooming. He's still growing into his game a little bit. I don't think they're going that far with Thompson and Brassois. So Mm-mm. it was a great signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot. So next up is another goalie who's not on Kyle's list. And actually, I mean, he shouldn't be on anybody's list because he was a Pittsburgh goalie. And- Pittsburgh's just the worst. But next up is Tristan Jari. So, as I said, he's on Kyle's list. He was 29 on me. On me. On my list. Kyle didn't have him signing where I had him signing in L.A. And he decided to stay in Pittsburgh. So, it's one of those things of where I got to... We talk enough about the stay in the system you know. So, got to give him respect. Because he stayed in the system he knows. He signed a five-year at $5.375 million contract. I think... Pittsburgh may, with the handful of teams that needed goalies this offseason, that went through the free agent route to get the goalies, I think Pittsburgh made the safest play. Mm-hmm. And I have to respect that from Dubas because I did not like this. I wanted them desperately to move on and get a different goalie. With seeing all the struggles of all the other goalies, I mean, some of them have been okay. I mean, Cam Talbot's been good in L.A., but I just don't trust him at all. I just don't I don't trust him to do it for the full season and in the playoffs. I just don't trust him. So I think that they ended up this ended up working out. And this has been, I don't know if it's his best year, but uh almost his almost his best year. In nineteen twenty he had a nine twenty one save percentage. He's currently at a nine sixteen. Oh, and he had a nine nineteen. Okay, so he's he's on, on pace for like about his best season ever, which is good. It's good. To, it's it's good to see it that way. Normally, it's they sign the contract and then they just suck, or they have the best year of their life. William Nylander is about to do this. The best season of his career is going to happen the year before he signs his stupid big UFA contract, and he gets way too much money and can't possibly produce at that clip. Tristan Jari has been doing very well this year. I mean, he's played twenty four games, two point four seven, and a nine sixteen save percentage on a team that is. Hit or miss, and they're scoring seven goals some games, and they're getting scored on seven goals. You just don't know what, in and out what's happening. I wanted you to just keep going because I know my brother's just gonna love hearing that. <sighs> I'll leave it at that. I've I've roasted him enough today. I didn't I didn't mean to. It just kind of happened, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. And I was like, crap. I need to be nice to Shane. He actually likes us for some reason. I don't understand. You got, I mean, you got to respect, like you said. I, I I'm glad you said that because. You know, they could have, the only goalie we kind of talked about was Jonas Corposalo that mm-hmm. I would have been okay with other mm-hmm. than Jari. And look how that's working out. Yep. So, exactly. not saying if he was in Pittsburgh, it would be the same thing. But Pittsburgh's problem is not stopping goals right now. Mm-hmm. They can't score goals. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't think that's, that's not on Jari. Like, that's, and I think he's played well enough. I think he's done what he needs to do for the team to win. Mm-hmm. I think the, the team needs to start finding different ways to win hockey games, and Jari's doing a good job, and so far the contracts look okay to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hopefully he can sit consistently plays like this for the next five years and they will have a very good contract on their hands. Yeah. I agree. I still don't know that he's in my, I, he, I just not that I don't know. He's still not in my top 15, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be. This, and that's no, the thing. I don't think this so. team should be able to outscore opponents enough that they shouldn't, shouldn't need a top of the No. Because even, I mean, their cups that they won, they weren't winning because of their goaltending. They were winning because they were the better team and they were playing better. So they just controlled the ice. They just mm-hmm. controlled the play, no matter what, who, or who they played. That's what's so frustrating with Pittsburgh. And as Mark Andre Fleury should still be their goalie, yeah. Um, they just they really, really, really thought Matt Murray was the biggest reason they won those cups, and he just wasn't. So, uh, yeah. Clearly, they're <laughs> not even playing anymore. Oof. I'm surprised. Maybe I thought you know maybe they might do it. They might pull him off L- LTIR to put him in that. And it can't be worse than Samson off, right? Oof. Oh, man. Boom. Roasted. Get wrecked. All right. We'll just keep moving unless you have something else nope. you want to say about Dre. Well, I'm good. All right. We'll move on. So next up is David Camp. He was number 15 on Kyle's list. He was not on my list. Kyle had him signing in Buffalo. I did not have him signing anywhere. And he ended up signing in Toronto. So, sorry. Staying in Toronto, not signing in Toronto. Yeah. So he got a four-year deal at $2.4 million. Yeah, I really thought he would leave there because last year in the playoffs, I felt like he was one of their best players, especially in that Carolina series. Uh, and I thought he was just going to be done. He's just your depth center, third, fourth line center, kills penalties. He's just one of those players that makes you makes your team better just by being out there. Um, not much more to say. I He fits well in Toronto because that's the type of player Toronto needs. Uh, again, He's not like a huge difference maker until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I thought he would fit well on a team like Buffalo who could use that because I still think that's kind of what they're missing a little uh, bit right 100%. now. Um, so, yeah, it, I would have been interested to see a guy like that go there, but he decided to stay in Toronto, and I don't really have much more to say other because Toronto has other issues than David Kampf. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's a good fit there. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish he would have left because he's one of those players I'd like to see on another team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's exactly what Toronto needs, and he's him staying there is really important for the team. But it would have been probably would have been better for him personally if he left. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that he's somebody that unfortunately he's not the shiny new gadget that you know is the most thing the big thing underneath the, the Christmas tree for kids in the morning. But he's the type of player that's going to win you a cup. Yeah, he's the underwear. He's the most important gift of the day, but as a kid, you don't appreciate. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep, exactly. Like that. Uh, yes, he's the uh, the Michael Hanses. Yeah, and that trade that I mean, he helped get Chicago that cup. So those players are very, very, very important. Yep, agreed. So, and you are absolutely correct. Buffalo needs one desperately. Yep. All right. Next up on our list is. Patty Kane, who decided to sign his contract. So Kyle had him at one. I had him at four. Kyle had him staying with the Rangers. I had him signing in Buffalo. And he ends up in Detroit. Shout out to Elliot because he got that one right. And got to give him props. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's tough because Detroit's been pretty much awful since he got there. But I like Detroit this Detroit hasn't just been awful. Detroit's been... You ain't kidding. Since then. 
It's going to be my whole night tonight. <laughs> it's our first time doing Taco Bell in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. You've been leaving me dry. Oof. Sorry. Holidays. Holiday meals. Uh, yes. Yeah. When, you know, we're trying to get a sponsorship and Taco Bell won't go back to us, so we got to go to Domino's. <laughs> yeah, so much Shout better. Shout out to Domino's. Oh, man. Yeah. But he's <laughs> 13 points in 13 games. He's yeah. back, yeah. I guess. It seems like it. The team sucks, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Detroit, Detroit just again, deep dive. They're going to be they they got to be one of our next deep dive teams. I don't really want to get too in depth with them right now. I just I don't I don't like where this team is going and I don't I I don't know. When he signed there, points-wise he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't like the fit. I wish he would have went somewhere else. <laughs> I completely agree. I don't have too much else to say. It's it's fun to see Patty came back. I, this league is a better league with guys like that in it, yes. especially with him in it. Probably the best American more player to ever play, realistically. He's amazing. But the fit was just a question mark for me, and it still is. And yeah, he's got points, but what do those points mean if you're not if you're not playing in the playoffs? Yeah. And that's just got to be that's got to be the end goal. It just has to be. And yeah. I just don't see it in Detroit and a lot of questionable moves that I don't agree with that I think is kind of starting to show a little bit. Some, I think, I think at the beginning of the season it looked like, oh, maybe the Geyser plan is actually working. And I think we're back to the question mark that we had a couple of times throughout last year. And I think we're back to, we don't know what this team is. And I don't think this team knows what it is. I, I don't, there's so many question marks on it. And yeah, Kane's a bright spot on it, but, Again, it's also then you're taking playing time from guys that were playing well, and now you come in and think it changes the whole dynamic of the room because you don't have a future Hall of Famer. Like, that changes your locker room. And it doesn't look like it's changed it for the better. But the season's short, and I'm not saying that Keane is a problem in the locker room, but I'm just saying that bringing somebody like that in, it just changes the way you play. You know, you could be very timid to do something now because what's Keane going to say about that? Whereas if it's, you know, Dylan Larkin or Alex Debrinkit, it's like, okay, well, you know, those guys may be Hall of Famers at the end of their career, but we don't at this point we don't know that. They're just another one of the guys. You bring in Kane halfway through the season like this, a little bit it's just different. Changes things. Does big time. I I just wish he would have signed in Dallas. That was the one that I was mm-hmm. hoping for the most. I just I'd love to see a Sagan Duchesne Kane line. I just think that would be a blast to watch. That wouldn't be he wouldn't have too much pressure on him. They would just have to go out there and do just put in some goals here and there and. I just think that line would have been a blast to watch mm. following the hints uh, Robertson Pavelski line. <laughs> I just think that would have been a great fit there. America. America. That's yeah, right. You have to put America together. Robertson, Pavelski, and King. <laughs> that, that would have been be, a fun line to watch that too. That would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and hints gets hurt a lot. So that's what I mean. Like there there's potential of him moving around that lineup, but I mean, even if it was Ben Johnston Kane, there were there's there was mm. options for him on that team. That I just think, but again, maybe he just, maybe he has other aspirations. Maybe he just felt like he could put up more points there. Maybe he felt there was players on that team he'd rather play with. There's guys that he wanted to go back to. I have no idea. I don't know the whole in-depth other than Debrinkit. I don't know if there was any players on that team that he wanted to play with again or play with now. I just, I look at a, maybe, maybe cups just aren't as important to him anymore. I don't know. I don't want to say that fully. Because, I mean, winning three cups earlier in your career is pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just happy with a team that wants him that bad. He can go make, I'm sure he signed for a little bit more money than what Dallas would have been able to give him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know his full, what he really wants from his career right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to hit you with a random question. Bring it. So he's 35. He ha- currently is sitting at 1,250 points in 1,193 games played. How many points do you think he ends his career with? Um, it's hard to tell because I just don't know how much longer he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Because if he, so say he plays till he's forty, mm-hmm. that's five more years. I mean, is it fair to say he hits fourteen hundred? I'd say if he plays five more years, I think he could. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's gonna play till he hits fifteen hundred points. Okay. 250 think, more points. I think he could do that in four seasons, four more full seasons, which would take him till he's about 40. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I just, just random question I was thinking about. And it's ironic he's sitting at perfectly 1,250 points. I'm like, that right. looks so sexy. <laughs> It'd be so cool to see him end his career with 1,500 points. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him do it. It's almost a shame that he has had the injuries he's had because. He would have put up a decent amount more points, and also not playing on an awful Chicago team would have helped. But yeah, uh, yeah, and that put him at fifteen hundred games too. Yeah, so be a good way to end your career fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. Yeah, so, that'd be interesting. And he's first ballot Hall of Famer, so oh yeah, for sure. You know that's happening. It's crazy. Yeah, that would be interesting though. I I mean I think if I had to guess, I'll just throw a number like if he plays those years, I. I don't know if he hits 1,500 mm-hmm. because at a point-per-game pace, well, he doesn't necessarily need a point-per-game base because he's on more than that right now in his career. But mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, just, I guess that is interesting. I guess I'd put him high 1,400s into 15. Yeah, I think he could hit 1,500. I'll go with that. I'll follow you up on that. All right. I like it. Uh, anything else? <sighs> we got halfway through our list. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were planning on doing this in one episode. We're not going to have a two and a half hour long episode. So we're going to wrap it up now. We have obviously half of the list left to go. So yeah, that'll be next week's episode. Yeah. That's fine with me. We have fun. We do have fun. And it just is the way it is. Yeah. So it's only a game. Why you have to be mad? Love it. Uh, anything else? I'm good. All right. We're wrapping up this episode. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun. You can find us on Instagram and you can follow us on Spotify. I guess you can follow us on Apple too, but neither of us have Apple thing products to keep up with that. So we appreciate it if you do, but we really don't know what happens over there. So thank you all. We'll see you all. Well, you'll hear us all on Thursday. <laughs>